This is the I'm Stuff podcast, a podcast for mental health around food, training, lifestyle, and mindset. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and in today's episode, episode 7 of season 2, we are going to talk about the top 5 things that I wanted to know when I was beginning with my journey 8 years ago. So guys, new episode again for the I'm Stuff podcast and it has been a while that I've been doing this on my own but I'm back again, I'm alone again and we do not have an interview for today and that is something that I'm not used to anymore almost because I'm always, you know, busy with making questions, uh, getting people with knowledge and getting them for an interview so it can be you know, almost broadcasted, but then I would need to say podcasted uh, for you to listen. And today it's just me. Actually, I did have an interview today that I needed to do for, I believe, January. It would be published, but I was so and still am actually so tired. And doing an interview, it takes a lot of interaction Um voice intonation actually what i'm doing right now also takes you know a bit of work and i couldn't give like my 100% or 110% to the person that i would be interviewing if i would be doing it today so because of that it's postponed till the beginning of february so that is about i believe 6 weeks or so from now or 7 weeks so it's a little bit of a cliffhanger uh but it is somebody that is very humoristic does a lot with comedy and teaches you that way how to deal with binge eating but that's a little cliffhanger for now today i'm going to talk about the five things that i wanted to know before i started dieting uh, going into fitness learning stuff about food eventually you know getting an eating disorder stuff like that what did i really you know wanted to know what i know now and it's not in a specific order it's just things that popped into my mind when I asked the question to myself about one and a half weeks ago I know that one of the episodes the last episodes that I did with myself was me saying that I was going to talk about a fixed and a growth mindset for the next episode so I it will be there you know in this episode but it will not be like 20 minutes long only about that so I'm gonna touch it briefly and it yeah you'll just have to see so for today the top five and before I start going into that you know I'm always from the telling the scenery how I'm doing this and how I'm recording this so yesterday I went to Belgium and we it was a little bit you know a bittersweet visit because I haven't been there for four years to the place where I'm so used to coming for I think yeah I think since I was like zero years old, like, yeah, I've come there, you know, for most part of my life, even speak a little bit of Flemish uh, because of that. Uh, really like it there. It's always very cozy. Um, and I did partially came there for business, but also to say goodbye to somebody because he passed away because of a medical failure. So it was very strange and I was happy again to see people and sad at the same time, but I am very happy that I've been there. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I'm sitting in a room that is half a sleeping room and half a stock because we've brought back so many new clothing from Italy that 
we couldn't even fit it anymore in the you know the rooms the stock rooms where you keep it so now i am leaning no no i'm actually on the bed and i have the adapter of the phone under the phone so i can have a little bit more you know uh better audio and i'm just surrounded with bags of clothing <laughs> i think this is maybe a dream of every girl to have like so many clothing but for me at the end of the day i need to sort stuff out number it uh you know get the prices right stuff like that so also bittersweet but i do love doing that it's something i've missed and because i've done it for a very long time i'm happy to have that little part back again in my life so sitting on this bed going to talk about that you know the five things i wanted to know and i think it's just the best thing is to do is just to start with it uh after i've told you these messages you know it's a little bit of a <laughs> commercial um but if you would like to follow share uh i do not know if you can subscribe depending on which platform you are but if you like the, these episodes if you like the podcast if you could uh, in any way bring it in a better positive algorithm I would really appreciate that and yeah that's about it and now we're gonna start with the top five okay first one kind of find it strange to do this because I've I'm going back in time and yeah feel strange um, I think the first one really is is that there's no problem on getting your calories not from quote-unquote unhealthy products or less nutritious products back in the day i think i'm talking about eight years ago wow i feel so old when i'm saying that um i think yeah no i know i know uh i started out with healthy clean eating and if you do that i think like most people start with something like a diet that you are just on that grind you're going to eat healthy you're going to eat your oats you're going to eat your eggs um, you know your vegetables oh my god is that a cookie hell no or you're going out to eat and you have that perfect bro meal and if i knew back then that you're not gonna die from you know uh, at least for your progress, you're not going to die from candy, pizza, burger, stuff like that. Stuff that I actually do now. <laughs> then life would be so much better. Uh, I really think back then I ate clean. I I had my bro meal time. And the funny thing is I still do enjoy these meals nowadays. When I eat it, I'm like, hmm, that's good. But not seven days a week. So if I would you know got that information back then i think i would have far more nice dinners uh ate stuff that i like more and didn't have binge eating eventually because i do believe that um it uh, gives like in initiate what is the english word it starts binge eating and the same goes actually for losing weight because i did that i lost a lot of weight in a small frequent time uh, frequency of time and i if looking back at that uh, at that maybe back then i was like okay now this is relatively low um it went fast it didn't went fast like people who did you know those crazy shakes and stuff like that but uh like maybe like two one and a half months or something and there was like two or three kgs off and 
there was that there was back then what I was aiming for. I didn't want to have a lot, but even that because for my body it was in a short amount of time, it made my period go away or the meal consistency of eating low fat, high protein, high carbs also made my period go away. So it would have gave me a lot of less stress if I just knew back then introduce a little bit more of those uh, less nutritious foods mainly because they're often higher in calories but also higher in fat and maybe I'm one of the persons that deal with this or by myself or other people have this as well I'm not a person that always eats high in fat even till today I find it very hard to do that I really need to focus on that because I get nauseous very quickly so for me eating products that are less nutritious like candy chocolates uh, chocolate milk uh, you name it uh, cake pie it helps me getting my fats in and no they're not always healthy fats but uh, it works perfectly for me actually I just did my blood work a few days ago I think three days ago and I was like okay I'm going to check this out after such a long time and me eating my licorice every day and stuff like that and uh, my chocolate especially my chocolate (laughs) and my biscoff that I've been eating consistently for five months every day and out of the blood work came nothing strange that they like they even described it as uh, nothing to uh, look after so that almost numb type of uh or rude maybe type of writing down uh from the from the general practitioner was something i was so happy about because they checked my cholesterol blood sugar uh, b vitamins iron and it was all good and it can be all good with eating less nutritious food and more nutritious food in that balance that i have now so if you're hearing this and you are maybe orthorexic maybe starting clean eating maybe uh, are eating crazy ass bro meals because you want to have that six pack and blah 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 blah. it is possible to get what you want in a normal way eat what you like without going too far and I wish I knew that back then eight years ago I'm going to number two number two most definitely is I wish I knew that less is more when it comes to training. And for me personally, and I'm still saying it to people today, you really need to like try to demotivate me to not go to the gym. I'm not going today already for like nine months because of Corona, because of the health of my father, because of his lungs. But when I could and when I started again in these nine months, I really had to restrain myself not to go more than three times a week. And that was mainly because, you know, my period became a little bit off again because of it. But if I didn't have that as indication, you could find me there five days a week. I just like the, how would you say, the relaxation of it, the focus of it. And in this case, strength training and seeing your strength grow. But way back... I couldn't keep, you know, the balance in that. I could do that six or seven days a week. And again, you know, this is something we all maybe deal with. In your mind, it feels like, okay, you're doing a good job. And those dopamine stuff, you know, every, you know, the happy hormones, they come out when you train. But after that and during that, your body isn't happy. Your hormones aren't happy. So 
for me, I needed to find that out the hard way. I needed to find it out with losing my period. I needed to find that out with um, muscle loss eventually and losing weight way too fast because I liked the movements of the gym more and couldn't keep up with it because of the work that I did next to it. So I couldn't eat enough uh, if you would compare to my energy expenditure. So still, I believe this one was the most hard one of everything not even the food but the the exercise because when I deal with stress I go walking I do just movements because there's something rhythmic rhythm a rhythmic I hope I'm saying this well uh, the rhythm in movement helps people to lose stress not lose weight lose stress and because of the people that they lose stress they manage to lose weight and in this case, nowadays, I've found, although I've, done, I've been doing it a lot of years next to it, I've at least been doing it for four or five years, I've been walking next to strength training. And I think 90% out of times from all my movement the last five years were uh, walking and not even strength training. And it's just a good way to keep my mind balance and the frequency of it that is something I totally have in control nowadays and the same goes for strength training so if I knew back then that less is more and the little jump to the strength training that if you train three or four days a week it's more than enough like physical wise it would have saved me so much damage. It's not normal. And I hope if you hear this as well for the people who are like in the over exercising, uh, you know, for, oh, if I go on a treadmill for two hours, I'm going to lose weight. Or people who are over exercising because of their eating disorder. It brings so much damage to the body. It is crazy how much da- damage it does. And your body, you only get you only get it once. And um, I think, I don't know what it is in English, but in Dutch, it's the word slijtage. So your body eventually is just like a rotating uh, wheel with like little uh, teeth, you know, on the on the whole wheel. And at some point, if it goes and goes, it becomes smooth. And the same goes for all your joints. If you push and push and push them... At some point they damage or there will be some fluid that comes around it because they're damaged and you cannot reverse it. So later on you maybe have, uh, and you see this with a lot of bodybuilders as well, uh, operations for the knee or you need a new knee for example. So if you're doing that now, keep in mind that that could be your future or you maybe need to walk with a cane or stuff like that. So less is definitely more. Point three, what I would like to know back then, and it's something that I think a lot of people do without even knowing how to do it, is Queenie, don't become a vegetarian if you do not know which vitamins or minerals you will be lacking, or if you do not know how to proportionate your meals. And this was in, I think even more than eight years ago, maybe eight and a half or something like that, and if you start out with, you know, not eating meat, what I see at least here in the Netherlands is that people take the meat away, they put a meat replacement, and then they're vegetarian. 
Well, it is so much more than just putting that salty meat replacement on your plate and eating that. And especially eight years ago when I did that, there weren't that much of a meat replacement. You know, I was so happy the first time they came with like sausages or um, croquettes. So that's something Dutch, but it's like a roux in a dough, a crispy dough. I, I do not even know how to explain this. But um, nowadays there's more. But there's only like a lot of junk food uh, to choose from. And at some point for myself I was like oh my god you know. The things that I choose or the things that get presented to me. Are just junk, are just either vegan junk food or are vegetarian junk food. And that is something you're putting in your body. And if it would be uh, something that would be meat based. Then you would say no because you're saying it's junk food crazy right so of course i'm not bashing it of course you can eat it throughout the week but not have it always as your main thing before uh for example in your main meal have either tofu tempeh or seitan have some good fats there as well have your grains there as well have legumes there as well make sure you have some veggies and then you're talking about you know uh a complete supper for a vegetarian and do know that you need to look out for b12 for example and do know if you're going to choose from all those plant-based drinks that soy milk is the best milk you can choose and not oats and not almond so back then i didn't even have these options but if i would knew how to make a good meal and especially for a person that is training like a bodybuilder next to it as well Again, it would have cost me so much less damage on my body. Uh, A lot of people that uh, strength train, they need more protein. But if you're vegetarian, you need even more. And if you're vegan, you need even more. And there were a lot of times that I ate vegan without even knowing it. So definitely not in proportionate with the amount of protein back then. Not uh, consistent with supplements not a good uh, you know variation in uh, meat replacements back then and if you're hearing this and if you just heard what i said about you know a good meal uh, what was in there greens grains legumes a uh, source of uh, uh, plant-based protein and some fats that is your base for good either vegetarian or vegan meal and i did not do that consequent uh, consistent or I did not have all elements in them most of the time. So that is something I would really like to know back then. Because nowadays I do not... I think I maybe eat like one or two days a week meat. And not a lot at all. But uh, it's always something that still haunts me actually till today. Because I've been a vegetarian for three and a half years. And I'm still not comfortable at all with eating meat. Not at all. And if if there's something that I'm comfortable almost with, then it's like red meat. I can kind of bear that, but I do not eat it much at all. I think maybe once or twice a month. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, and it, I'm now going to like make a little jump to religion. All religions are looking for a way to, uh, you know, uh, either halal, kosher, or what w- way there is to slaughter the animal with the 
most less of pain. And I think that is already an indication that a lot of people know that what they're doing isn't good, isn't kosher or isn't halal, in my personal opinion. Uh, because uh, putting somebody through pain for your own uh, lust isn't something well. Either it is a human or another animal, it isn't something that should be done. So for me personally, I still weakly think about it that I'm not happy that I eat the meat that I eat. But I also know that my body is in the position now that if I do not do it, I do not know if I will have my period the next month. So I'm kind of, uh, how would you say that, chained. And I also know that now, because of everything that I've had, that my mind doesn't like restriction. So I also do not need to hear, you cannot have that, you cannot eat that, either from a person, from a religion, it doesn't work for me that way. And I think if you do that, it does give more chance for binge eating. So if you are in a position that you can eat anything and what you want and you are restraining, please give yourself the freedom and the space to do and eat what you want. Point four is know your environment. And this is something that nowadays I know it and I do not react to it. But I think back then it kind of made me insecure because at the beginning of this episode, I already stated, you know, I'm sitting here with Italian clothing. Uh, it's been a part of me since I'm practically were, was born. So being in an environment that can be toxic, that can induce bad behavior or make or maybe doubt yourself body-wise, is something you really need to have your eye on and learn yourself how to deal with that. I must say, it was for me, I think at some point that I really was like, for me personally, food-wise, when I needed to like eat a shit ton of calories and, you know, get my, restore my weight back again, totally f- the good way. Uh, I was like, okay, but all those people are not eating that much as me, you know, what the F. But then again, I was relevating it with, okay, but they also didn't fuck up that bad as you. (laughs) So maybe you should just shut the fuck up and go and eat. So for me, that was the thing that really helped me. And also throughout the days that I became way heavier than I was before. And also nowadays, you know, your personal situation and your personal body they are yours and some people get born with other uh, type of genetics or proportions and at some point that is very in and attractive and at some point your body will be attractive so it very is a uh, very is a it is such a, a hype and trend thing and thing is is that bodies never should be a hype or a trend because again you only get one so I think I was looking at a program I think it was ridiculousness and they were like I've seen walk I was walking in the street and I already saw like seven Kim Kardashians that type of thing your body is a big part you know of your identity and you should never try to become a copy paste so care for it in the way that it enjoys to be cared of and What I wanted to know back then was just uh, have the confidence, I wouldn't say confidence, but have the mindset that you have now, you should have had it back then and know that, you know, 
Don't compare yourself in your situation. Because everybody has their other situation. And um, yeah, I think I think that is it. And I know it is very cliche. But it helps a lot to relevate your situation in comparison with the other situation. Definitely if you're in an eating disorder recovery now and you need to eat a lot. Or body-wise, because I come from fashion. Um, the funny thing is in my environment, because I'm with Italian people, we are all small. <laughs> so actually comparison-wise, there wasn't a lot of that at, at all. But we also dealt with models, of course. And that's a way different, you know, area. So that part was something that I eventually learned. You know, everybody has their beauty. And the most important thing is, is that you find that beauty and not somebody else. And I think it's now time for the last point, point five. Um, I think point five is a little bit with the fixed mindset and, well, maybe a lot, and the growth mindset. And it has a lot to do with attitude. And personally, I believe that we get learned and teach a lot about it. Has to, You have to have, you know, luck on your side to get that done. Or you need to, you know... Blah, 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 blah. It's out of your hands, actually. That's often what you hear, but then they make it, you know, in another sentence. And for me, it was, you know, it's always out of my hands, that fixed mindset, as in I cannot do anything about it or always, you know, shit happens to me always. Uh, I made it a growth mindset. So, you know, I can do something about this. I, you know, I can do that. And it doesn't only, uh, it doesn't, actually only is for like eating disorder recovery as in oh i'm just gonna like emphasize and maybe like it maybe it doesn't sound nice but you know i have my eating disorder oh my eating disorder is taking control over me i cannot do anything we've all been there and it doesn't help shit What's going to happen? I cannot have control over it. So you're maybe going to lose weight or maybe gain gain weight. And for the people who are losing weight, uh, you need to go back to your dietitian or your clinic. And you're going to get those dirty drinks again and blah, 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 blah. And you're back to square one. So the moment you are in that phase that you cannot do anything about it, it's the moment that you need to change your mindset and just say, you know, this is fucking bullshit. I can always, you know grab a sandwich with my hand and put it in my mouth and just chew and I know I sound very harsh with saying that but sometimes you are the only one who can kick yourself under the butt there can be 100 people helping you there could be a dietitian psychologist a social worker etc etc but you are the only one who needs to kick your own ass every time when it when you are lacking in recovery because you need to do that for the rest of your life basically every time you feel like you're slipping away boom you know i'm not gonna go in the fixed mindset that i it's what it is and i'm just gonna go with it i'm gonna go in the growth mindset and go with the things that i know that i need to do maybe you have like a uh, SOS package, you know, every time I slip away, I know I need to go and make some hot chocolate for myself and go and watch a movie and tomorrow is another day, for example. And that helps a lot. And for me personally, um, that rel- what I was saying in point four, relevating it, that was my fixed uh, mindset uh, to, to growth mindset that I could say, you know, okay, because they are doing that or it, why am I doing this crazy shit? No, just don't think about it. It's good for you. Eat it. 
they are not in the same situation you are and just do it you know <laughs> just like the nike um how would you say that the nike commercial just do it because you already know how it is to be on the bad side of having uh, a low weight feeling depressed having it cold maybe having like extra hair or something like that uh, so just go to the side where everybody is and are at least physically healthy uh, it also helped me a lot with uh, the fake in my personal opinion the fake things we get teached about when it comes to luck or talent I do not believe in luck and I do not believe in talent. I believe in persistence and consistency. You do not need to have, for example, luck or talent in the gym. If you do it over and over again, the consistency and you watch your food and you're consistent in training, you can get the body that you're aiming for. If you are consistent in recovery you can get to the place that you are recovered. If you want the job, you want to be consistent in what you need to learn or what you need to practice for it, and you can get the job you want. If you want the money you want, you need to do what you need to do, and you can get there. And that is something that I've brushed away a very long time ago. And I do not believe in that at all. I do not believe in luck. I do not believe in having talent. I believe in having focus. And that is so important. So if you know what you want, you know, I believe Ariana Grande says this. And it's like, I know what I want and I'm going to get it. It's the same. And I think that is the most best thing you can do for sometimes, uh, depending on which situation you are. Or did I say situation? Oh, maybe I did. <laughs> situation. Oh, wow. This is a word that's giving me problems. But you get what I mean. So guys, this was the top five for me that I wanted to know back then. Well, one was about, you know, the calories, knowing that less nutritious food or more nutritious food wouldn't be a problem. Second was frequency of training. And third, I believe, was about the vegetarian food, you know, having a good proper meal. Fourth, somehow I believe I'm just forgetting it right now it is so bad <laughs> if somebody knows what the fourth was again can somebody please DM me and five is what I just stated about the fixed and growth mindset I hope you learned a little bit about this controversial maybe top five I didn't want to do like those basic blah 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 so I really gave my thoughts in it and really went back in time but sometimes it's quite hard because I feel that like when things are going well I tend to forget the bad things and maybe that's like a natural filter that is built in, in maybe in women because I know that women forget the pain when they uh, had a baby so the next time they can have a baby uh, so maybe it's a little bit like this as well just for self-protection that how longer I'm not more in a bad place how more I tend to forget that bad place and maybe well actually I've seen it with other people with like eating disorders or trauma stuff like that um, it will always be in the back of your mind but the vivid memories from it are diminishing and that was something that I would like to, like to give to you that you would listen to this, I think. Yeah. The funny thing is this podcast lately isn't going that well. And I think it really has to do with my 
uh, attitude because of a uh, few weeks I'm very tired and this is so freaking valuable information so I really hope again like what I stated in the beginning of this intro if you could share it if you could recommend it if you could follow the podcast please do because it would be so shitty if somebody did not learn from my mistakes from like eight years on or something or from eight years ago uh thank you so much for listening and if you're interested in coaching you can always go to imstuff.nl if you have some questions you can always go to imstuffed underscore com and that is the instagram and yeah that's about it and i'll have a next episode with a guest again so this was my once in a blue moon personal episode again so thank you so much for listening Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl or to the Instagram imstuff underscore com and start working on your relationship with food today.